At Brand Mary, we believe in the power of storytelling. So we're on a mission to help entrepreneurs own and monetize their story through personal branding and advanced marketing strategies. Build a brand, market with ease, create more income and impact. Welcome to the Brand Mary Podcast. We're continuing our momentum this month talking about marketing. Last week, I shared with you a special episode, a replay from a live video that I had done on why relying on social media is actually bad for business and how we want to have more of these evergreen strategies in place to market our business. You know, one of the things that has always stood out to me when it comes to marketing, something I didn't realize in the beginning, was that if we're constantly creating new content, we're going to get really burnt out. Out. And we're not giving our content enough momentum to actually take off. Social media, different platforms like that, content typically peaks within 24 hours. Now, of course, there's the addition of reels on Instagram, which is a very different ballgame, but a lot of you don't want to make reels. And so if you're not making reels on social media, then you're probably, your content probably isn't getting seen very well, especially on Instagram. And the thing about evergreen content for me is that the content that I put all of my time and energy in researching and writing and recording or whatever it is, can continue to live for years and years. I have content that I wrote my very first year in business that is continuing to drive traffic to my website, where I rank on page one of Google, where I get thousands of viewers every month from Pinterest, and I haven't written this content since 2016. It sometimes blows my mind that something I wrote that long ago that I can go back and of course update and make relevant can still bring in qualified leads and sales to my business. And I really want the same for you. So today, to continue with our momentum talking about marketing, I'm going to share with you three ways to become a better marketer. This, again, is a repurposed live stream. Y'all know how I love repurposing. This is literally a mini lesson in repurposing content. Um, a, a live stream that I did uh, last year in 2020 where I shared three ways to become a better marketer. And we're giving it a little bit of a facelift and we're diving right in to share those with you today. I also wanted to take this opportunity to remind you again that the doors are open for you to join us inside of Brand Mary Academy. If you missed last week's episode or you're new here, Brand Mary Academy is my monthly membership where I teach you advanced marketing strategies so you don't have to rely on social media. The goal for us at Brand Mary Academy and the entire support team that you get when you join is to help you build a holistic business. And I've got to be honest, we have some really sweet plans in the works for 2022. You know, when you join the Academy, our main purpose is for you to start advancing your marketing. We want to make sure that you understand how to create content that performs, how to improve your website so you can get leads, how to build out your email funnel. But then once you have all of those pieces, it's really important to understand how to get them out into the world. So every month as a member of the Academy, you receive a marketing mini course that'll help you do just that. Some of our clients have found themselves ranked on page one with SEO, getting consistent traffic through Pinterest, um, you know, improving their reach through video content, just elevating their their content strategy overall. And as I was creating this and creating these mini courses for the Academy members, I started to realize that 
I want you to build a sustainable business. This is a goal for me. This has always been a goal. I don't want your business to consume your life. I want it to complement your life. And so a big thing that we focus on inside of the academy are those systems and workflows and sustainability. So we can help you as the entrepreneur create that business of your dream, not just one that maybe brings you in money, but you're freaking miserable behind the scenes. And that is really our focus inside of the academy. So yes, there are the marketing mini courses that are going to make you a stellar marketer, but we're also looking at giving you a holistic approach to growing your revenue generating business. And again, you have an opportunity to join us inside of the academy right now. You can go to brandmary.com academy. And at the time of this recording, it is just $97 a month to be part of this program. And again, you get a mini course, a marketing course every single month for your first year, as well as that live coaching and group support. And if you've ever gone out and wanted to buy a Pinterest course or an SEO course, I can bet you've seen that they are definitely close to $197, $297, if not $497 for just that one course. And you're getting one every single month for just $97. You can learn more at brandmary.com academy, but don't wait to join. There's no better time to start your marketing than right now. And it's in perfect relation to what we're talking about today on the podcast, which again is three ways to become a better marketer. I want to give you some of my top, honestly, these are three of my top things that I wish every entrepreneur knew so that they could really excel at their marketing, which again is such a fundamental part of running a successful business. You cannot get your brand out there. You cannot attract clients if you don't know how to successfully market. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. And again, don't forget to check out brandmary.com slash academy to learn more and join us inside of Brand Mary Academy. When we think about marketing originally, we think a lot about social media and email marketing. Well, if you know anything about me, you know that I actually encourage you to get off of social media. I don't believe that this should be the only way that you are growing your business. There are so many other options that don't require you to show up every day, sometimes multiple times a day, in order to build an online community. And so I have a lot of videos as part of Mondays with Michelle that talk about Pinterest and blogging and getting traffic to your website and, and funnels and freebies and all of that stuff. So be sure to check those out. Those are available on Facebook and Instagram. But I think there's also a really important component of marketing, and that's building trust. I mean, the reason that we show up consistently is to get in front of people, but then what happens when you get in front of them, right? How are you building trust with them? How are you saying, hey, I know that you've seen like maybe six other people who do the same thing that I do. You've probably seen like six other ads today of people who do the same thing that I do. Why should you trust me? And that's essentially what you want to do with marketing. You want to build trust with your audience at every single step of the client journey. So when I was starting out, I was looking for quotes because I'm such a quote nerd. Uh, <laughs> fun fact, I was actually a salutatorian of my class and my whole speech was just made up of quotes. I'm like a walking Pinterest board. And, uh, and, and so I was looking for all of these quotes to just like keep myself motivated. And I stumbled across a quote from Zig Ziglar that says, if they like you, they'll listen to you. If they trust you, they'll do business with you. And this is what I really want you to just remember from tonight's live stream. 
it's one thing for people to like your content. It's one thing for people to comment and be like, this is great. It's one thing for people to DM you and say, thanks so much. It's another thing for people to trust you so much having never met you in person to pull out a credit card or a debit card or whatever kind of card you use and pay you for your products and your services. When we actually think about what we're asking people to do as an online business owner, that's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> you know, I have a hard enough time going to like the farmer's market and buying produce <laughs> that I can see in front of me then I do, you know, just buying something that I can't see or touch from someone that I don't know. And that is why showing up and marketing your business is so important because it gives you the opportunity to build that trust, which will lead to the sale. Does that make sense? So what we're talking about tonight isn't necessarily like you should be on your blogging every week and you'll be a better marketer if you're on Pinterest and uh, you'll be a better marketer if you're using live video. What we're talking about is three fundamental ways to build trust with your audience at every single step of the client journey. If you're excited about that and want me to dive into number one, give me some hearts. Say yes. Say you're excited. You guys are so quiet over there. I know it's been a minute. I don't know if you can tell, but I'm really excited. I am like, I love live video. I love showing up for you guys. It's like my favorite thing to do. Okay, thank you. All right, so number one should not come as a shock to many of you, but it's storytelling. Okay, this is the foundation of everything that I teach inside of Brand Mary. It is the cornerstone of every product, of every service, of every blog post, of every everything that you will ever see from me. It's all rooted in storytelling. And it's not something that I came into teaching being like, wow, I'm going to teach people how to tell better stories online. No, I actually fell into it accidentally when I realized that I had nothing more to share online than my own experiences. And when I started doing that, I started to gain clients faster and with a shorter window, right? So rather than someone being on my email list for like six months in the beginning, I needed to make money pretty quickly. And so I was finding that when I incorporated storytelling and everything that I did, people kind of moved into the purchase decision faster. And that's when I realized, whoa, I'm onto something here. And now four years later, I love talking about it all the time. So one of the things you really want to focus on is becoming a better storyteller. This is going to improve all of your marketing across the board, whether it's website, freebie, funnel, live video, social media, blog, Pinterest, I can keep talking and going on and on about every single aspect. You need to incorporate storytelling. And there's a couple reasons for this. Number one, here it's the number again, you guys, if you're a veteran here, your content is 22 times more likely to be remembered if you incorporate storytelling. I know you spend time creating content, right? It is probably the most time consuming part of running your business. And it's an important part of running your business. So don't you wanna make sure that when you take this time and you put the content out into the world that people actually remember what you said, that it actually makes an impact on them, that it is consumed and thought about 48 hours later, a week later, three weeks later, and not like, just like goes in and then flutters out. No, and so incorporating storytelling allows you to do that. In addition, storytelling does some cool stuff in our brains, which makes it 
it just it just proves the fact that storytelling can be so powerful this isn't one of those things that's like this might work for some of you and not others this will work for everyone so number one when we read stories when we hear a story dopamine is released in our brains um, and it makes us feel something right typically pleasure um, so it, it builds an emotional connection with the person that we're hearing the story from or that we're reading the story from or about right if it's a personal story about you and this is important because emotion is why people make purchase decisions it has been proven that logistics enough this price this much this much savings, this many modules isn't enough to actually get somebody to plug in, pull out their credit card and put in their credit card number and say, okay, I hope that this works, right? There has to be that emotional connection and storytelling allows you to do that, build that trust faster. In addition, one of the fundamental pieces of storytelling that I love to teach is that your story is actually not about you as the marketer. It's about your ideal customer. It's about your audience. And one of the ways to become a better storyteller is to remember that every single story that you share needs to A, be about your audience, connect to your audience in some way, um, and then also making sure that it invites them in. Right? So it invites your audience into your story. And the reason that this happens is that neural coupling starts to happen, which I had to Google the exact definition because I am not a scientist. Um, but it's mirror neurons, right? They create coherence between a speaker's brain and the brain of his or her audience members. And so by inviting your audience into your world, into your story, this is why we love fiction. This is why we watch all the Harry Potters, right? Because we get invited into that world. The same thing can happen with you and your brand. And some of the things that um, I love to do are just simply saying things like, have you ever felt this way? Does that sound familiar? Um, have you had this experience? Just those simple one-liner questions can invite your audience into your story, into your world. So this is why integrating storytelling into every aspect of your marketing is so important because it will actually allow you to build trust quicker leading to the sale. I argue that if you want to have a successful revenue generating business, you absolutely need storytelling. You need it in order to sell. So there, again, there are a lot of different ways to do this. And, um, and I want to share a couple with the, of those with you today. And again, I have tons of resources on storytelling on my blog. I could talk about this for like five hours, I'm sure. But Incorporating story into every element of your business. So many entrepreneurs get hung up on their brand story. Please do not spend three months figuring out your brand story, okay? I promise you it is not as important as you are imagining it is in your brain. And I have a whole framework that I teach my clients so they can just get it out very quickly. What I really want you to focus on is storytelling in all of the individual touch points that your audience may come in contact with. So every page of your website, Every blog post that you write should have an element of storytelling. Your social media content should have an element of storytelling. Your emails, your sales pages, right? There's a reason why when you go to a sales page, it says something like, oh, I've been there too, or um, this is something that I experienced, and hey, this is, hi, I'm Michelle, and I'm a branding coach, and this is what you need to know about me, right? I'm telling my story to build trust. So making sure that you include that in every aspect of your business, not just your brand story, not just your about me page, but every single aspect. Fun note. 
This can also, storytelling can also be presented in photos. So having brand photos on your website, you're not saying a word, but you're actually building an emotional connection and brand affinity with your audience, and they are more likely to trust you. So it's not just, again, it's every aspect. So it's not just, um, you know, your about me page or your brand bio on the side of your blog. It's even in the photos that you share. So when you're doing this, when you're incorporating storytelling into your marketing, I want you to remember two things. Number one, it's not about you. It can't just be about you because then you're just positioning yourself as the hero and not the guide for your audience. So it always has to really relate to your audience, relate to a pain or a pleasure point. Um, can be a story of a client that you've had, right? sharing their stories, that's a way of storytelling as well. Testimonials are a great one. And then making sure that you're always inviting your audience in. This is, um, this is so important when you want engagement, right? We should always like ask questions and ask people to engage. That's why I asked you guys to give me hearts, just to you know invite you in and make you part of the experience overall. Okay, so that's it for number one, becoming a better storyteller. I do wanna share with you that in August, it's a little ahead, I'm like a month and a half ahead, but I'm going to be hosting a live workshop all about storytelling, more details on that to come. But um, I'm gonna be sharing with you all of these different pieces of storytelling, how to storytell on social media, email marketing, storytelling on your website, your sales pages, all of that. So just kinda of keep that in the back of your mind and uh, make sure you watch the live streams and get on the email list so that you learn about it as soon as it happens. So again, number one is become a better storyteller. All right, any questions about storytelling? Let me know. I always like to ask after each point because it's like fresh in your mind. <clears throat> okay, can you share an example of photos as storytelling? Oh yes, absolutely. So one of the things, sorry guys, <coughs> I coughed and then I didn't get all out. Okay, so one of the things I mentioned brand affinity so the reason that I encourage my clients to get um, brand photos done is because you can get a series of photos that show you in different um, environments, that show you with different facial expressions, that show you with different people, with different things. And when you have this mixture of photos, right, it's almost as if someone is seeing you at different stages of life, right, at different moments in time. And that can build a deeper connection. So I see a lot of entrepreneurs who use the same photo for everything. And of course we have a headshot, right? We have these like core photos, but in integrating different types of photos that relate to the emotions that you want your audience to feel is how you can build this trust. So that's why Instagram is so powerful because we're sharing all these different types of photos of us at different stages of our lives, hopefully authentic photos and not highly overtouched photos. That's a story for another day. Um, because that, again, is just building this trust with our audience. Our audience is like, they feel like they know us because of the different varieties of photos, the different facial expressions, even just wearing different outfits makes a viewer feel like they've seen you at four different moments in time. Does that help? Let me know. Okay, sweet. Okay, good, good, good. Okay, great. So number two is take care of your people. <laughs> take care of your clients at every single step of the journey. This is not talked about enough. There's not enough emphasis that is put on the client journey. And as a result, people will market the crap out of their business and they'll do an amazing job and then people will buy from them and it's like wah wah, like wow, either it felt like it was under delivered or they had a lot of questions or they didn't feel supported every single step of the way. 
And so really thinking about your client's journey and personalizing that to them is really, really important. So a couple weeks ago, we talked about the client journey, building the know, like, and trust factor every single step of the way. So the know, hearing about you and your brand and being like, oh, this is interesting, right? Liking you, getting on your email list, consuming your content, trusting you enough to purchase and buy. And so the client journey isn't just when they buy the product. It actually happens way before that. The majority of the selling that you're going to do is happening before the credit card purchase, okay? And so we want to make sure that we're really caring for our audience every single step of the way. So I want you to think about a couple things. When someone opts in to your freebie, what happens? What do they get? What do they hear about? When someone gets an email from you or sees on social media that you have an offer and they go to your sales page, what does that process look like? When someone buys from you, what does that process look like? Really breaking down each of these different processes and process, processes? <laughs> and, and saying, okay, is my client supported every step of the way? And this is twofold. Number one, it's really helpful for your audience and it builds trust with them. And number two, it makes your life a lot easier because if you're not, if you haven't built out this client journey and automated it, then you're going to get emails that are like, oh, I didn't get my login or, oh my gosh, I didn't get my download or what do I do now? And that's just overwhelming. We don't want that. So there is a way to automate the client journey. That's why we use systems like Kajabi or, um, you know, I use ConvertKit for my email marketing. We talked about Flowdesk a couple weeks ago. There's a lot of different things, but the best thing that you can do is sit down and say, okay, what happens? What happens when someone buys a product? What do they get? What do they need to see? What do they need to know from me? I'll give you guys an example. So um, when someone joins Brand Mary Academy, which is my monthly membership community, they, they go to the sales page, they choose their offer, they go to an offer page, they put in their card info, and then they check out immediately because I know emails are delayed, immediately they get taken to a thank you page, a confirmation page that says, you did it, you're in. Here's a video from me, right? It's my face, there I am. I even have a video on the checkout page actually as well. There's videos every step of the way. So there's a video on the thank you page that says, you did it, you're in, emails are on their way, they can take a couple minutes, they're automated, look for two different emails. So I'm telling them exactly what they need to look for. And then I'm saying, and we have a new member survey. So while you wait for those emails, click this button and take the survey, all right? So they take the survey, they go check their email, hopefully by then it's there, sometimes it takes 30 minutes with email platforms, and they see their two emails. And the two emails give them their login info, as well as a personal email for me saying, hey, here's what I want you to do first, here's how you join the Facebook group, and I want you to mark your calendar. So right away they know that they exactly what they need to do and they can log into the platform. And then as soon as they log into the platform, they have another video from me and a big button that encourages them to join the Facebook group and a walkthrough of the membership site. So we're really thinking of every question someone might have along the client journey and we're automating that process. And as a result, I've been told multiple times that my onboarding process is one of the best that people have ever seen because we've really taken the time to say, how can we support this new customer? How can we support this new client who has, as I mentioned in the beginning, taken out their credit card? and purchase something from somebody they haven't met in person. <laughs> like, again, when we think about it, it's crazy. And so of course I want my audience to feel supported every step of the way. 
Recently, I purchased a program. It's a fantastic program. But um, as soon as I purchased, I was taken to a confirmation page, which was awesome. But there were no next steps. It was just a video congratulating me. And so I went to my email and there was no email, just a receipt. And so I waited like 30 minutes. And then I was like, okay. So I emailed the team and I was like, I just want to make sure that this went through. Like, of course, I didn't think they stole my money, but I was like, did I do something wrong? The team message and was like, oh yeah, you should get it by tomorrow. And I was like, okay, that would have been nice to know, right? Like if they would have just told me on the thank you page, you'll receive an email within 24 hours, be on the lookout, then I would have stopped being like, oh my gosh, did I do it wrong? Am I signed up? Should I sign up again? What if I get purchased twice? Can I get a refund? Like all of these thoughts in my head. So we want to avoid the anxiety post-purchase and support our new client. So that's an example of a post-purchase, right? Mapping out exactly what we want them to go through. But this happens with freebies and funnels, uh, challenge signups, videos, all of that. And one of the ways that we can also integrate personalization in our email marketing is so simple, okay? So you know how you have that first name option? So when you get an email from me, hopefully, I see Carly's on, so I'm using her as, as an example. It says, hey Carly, right? Tonight I'm going live, da 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 right? And then if Margaret gets one, it says, hey, Margaret. So I personalize each of those emails using code in my email platform so that it feels like an authentic email to you. And those emails are more, um, have higher click-through rates. So you're more likely to actually get people to take action in your email when you personalize it to them. So these very simple things can be really helpful in marketing. Uh, another way that you can do it in email marketing is segmenting. So in the beginning, when you're building your funnel, please don't worry about this too much, right? I really want you to get your freebie out there and build your community. You don't have a lot of offers, you shouldn't have a lot of offers in the beginning, but as you have more offers and, and maybe more touch points, then you can start segmenting your list so that each person, depending on how they're coming into your email funnel, is then getting specific emails and specific offers. So, you know, I could, hypothetically, if I had an offer um, like, like Primary Academy, which is all about marketing, right? When someone comes into my list, then I could ask them like two questions and if they clicked on the marketing one, they'd go into a separate funnel, right? And if they clicked on the branding one, then they could go into a separate funnel, okay? So it's, it's really segmenting your community. Again, I don't want you to worry about this in the beginning. It's not gonna make or break your business, but it's something to keep in mind and really ask yourself, how can I personalize? How can I make this a memorable and easy experience for people from the second they hear about my business and want more info to the end, right? What happens when someone lands on a sales page? Do my buttons work? Cause I bet you guys have some buttons that don't work. <laughs> um, when someone wants to schedule a call, what is that process like? When someone buys, what is that process like? So really mapping these out is one of the best things that you can do, okay? So again, number two is take care of your people. Take care of your clients every step of the journey, even before they buy from you and very, very important after they buy from you. Don't forget that. All right, number three. Any questions on that one, by the way? I just wanna check. Rose says, it's one of the best. Oh, thank you, thank you. I, I take pride in my client onboarding. Okay, number three. Consistently show up and deliver value. If you wanna make it in marketing, people need to know who you are. We are bombarded with information, right? I know this as a brand. I know this as a marketer because guess what? I'm also a consumer. So I also get the Facebook ads that you guys get. I also get the calls to watch the masterclasses. I also see the products for skincare because as we've mentioned before, 
I'm obsessed with it this year, <laughs> right? I see all of those things as well. And it can be, number one, overwhelming, right? Which is why we want to incorporate the storytelling and the authentic um, personalization so that people trust us. But then also the consistency. If I see posts from, let's use the skincare line again, consistently and I'm seeing new products that they have and I'm seeing new benefits and I'm seeing tutorials, then I'm going to remember that one over some of the other ones that I maybe just see once a month. Like, oh, new product, surprise, and then we never hear from them again. So consistently showing up for your audience is just another way to build trust. Um, and, and I really like to stress this because it does mean multiple times a week. But it doesn't mean every day and it does not mean creating new content every single day for anyone that is in the academy or um, any of my other programs you know how much I love repurposing everything that I do in my business is centered around repurposing this video tonight will become a blog post five pin images three Instagram three Facebook images and it's already been an email right so it's not about creating new content every single day it's about being smart with your content but again, I'm consistently showing up for my audience. Even when I was on vacation last week, I still had some stuff scheduled so you didn't forget about me. <laughs> because I know that it's very easy to get distracted. It's very easy to then uh, not hear from me in like a week and you know, you're not, well some of you are and I love you so much, seeking out my content, right? You're like, oh, it's Michelle posted in a while, but for many of you that's not true. You're waiting for it to show up on your feed and I need to make sure that that happens in order to keep that trust going. It's one of the reasons I love email marketing and I love sending at least an email every single week to my community because I've opted into those things where I got an email and then I didn't hear from them in like three months and then they sold to me and I was like, I don't know you. I definitely don't trust you. I'm gonna unsubscribe. So when you're really thinking about consistently showing up in the beginning, again, it's not about creating new content every single day. Please do not think that is what I'm saying because it's so far from the truth. But in the beginning, you're also wanting to create content that's going to build a lot of trust. And so there's three types of content I want you to think about, all right? Educational, motivational, inspirational. So educational content, especially if you're just starting out, I cannot stress that one enough, is gonna be your most valuable asset. You really wanna shoot for like 90% of your content being educational. Uh, well, actually I'd say like 75, 75, uh, because motivational has a lot too. So educational is teaching how to do something. Okay, so how to uh, become a better marketer, <laughs> three ways to become a better marketer, how to do the SEO on your Squarespace site, how to uh, clean your skin properly, <laughs> what you should have in your diet to have clear skin, right? Thinking of a bunch of different things. So that's those educational posts that you see very often. One of my favorites. The second is motivational. So that's really getting more on an emotional level, having more of a shift in thinking. So challenging the way that people are thinking. I do a lot of content around this on consistency, on perfectionism is a big one, on um, like the things that you actually need in your business, challenging what you need as opposed to what maybe you read on a blog. So it's challenging the way that your audience is thinking, okay? Motivating them to do something different. And then inspirational, which is the smallest piece that I want you to focus on, is where it's majority storytelling, right? It's like 90% of the post is, is storytelling. And that's really just meant to inspire your audience, okay? So those are the three types, and I want you to think about those when you're creating content. So I'm gonna, kind of close this up because I, again, I know that part of creating consistent content does come down to like, what do I post, right? Well, now you have three categories to think about. 
But the other part of consistently creating content is the systems. So maybe this sounds familiar to you, <laughs> but you map out 30 days of content and you're like week one, you're like, this is great, I'm rocking and rolling, I got this, I got this. Week two, something happens, maybe you don't feel great that day, maybe you're not inspired that day, maybe your kid needs you that day, maybe um, you just like, yeah, you just like lost the motivation overall. And then that snowballs and that snowballs a little bit more and suddenly you're like, wow, a whole week passed and I didn't create any content, I didn't post, I wasn't showing up for my audience. And now you're like, well, I gotta get started again, but you don't even know, like, you have to get yourself re-motivated, right? That happens all the time to entrepreneurs. And it's really hard if you don't have the systems in place to be like, oh, that day was fine, I'm back into it, right? You have these core foundational pieces. Um, James Clear, who wrote Atomic Habits, who, who I just talked about on the podcast last Thursday, says, you do not rise to the level of your goals, you fall to the level of your systems. So it's not just about hitting your goals, it's about having these systems in place so that you can get back on the horse, right? I read that when I read that book, I was like, okay, James, right? Because it's so true. If you don't have these workflows and these systems and you don't know how to create consistent content, you don't know how to write content quickly and you don't know how to come up with content ideas and you don't have these like systems that you can essentially rinse and repeat, if you fall off the horse, it's going to be really hard to get back on. And so this consistency piece is really, really important. And it's something that I've been talking about a lot and I'll be continuing to talk about because I think that, um, I think we think, right? It's just about like starting over. It's not about starting over. It's having these systems in place so that we feel supported if we need to take some time off or if we get uninspired, we can go back and get back into the game. Thank you again for tuning into the Brand Mary podcast. It's such a pleasure to bring you these episodes every single week. I hope that this episode supported you in branding and marketing your business so you can create more income and impact. As a reminder, the doors are currently open to Brand Mary Academy. It is the best move for you if you are an online entrepreneur and small business owner, as we will teach you how to market your business with ease. We're focused on sustainability over here at Brand Mary, and you can expect monthly mini courses, group support, coaching, and more. We've got a lot in store for the community heading into 2022, and I'd love for you to join us as we head into the new year. Head to brandmary.com slash academy to learn more and sign up now, and we'll see you inside of the community.